the level of effort required to launch a lot of those campaigns that you talked about from the large brands, it's difficult integrations and again, kind of manual segmentation and then working with these giant kind of brokers and print houses to come up with these campaigns. And that's what we really wanted to solve. Hello, and welcome to the Optimized Store Owner Show, a podcast that helps frustrated store owners become optimized store owners. We are your hosts, Aaron and Christian. We want to invite you to join us each week as we share tips, tactics, and strategies from the most inspiring entrepreneurs in the e-commerce industry. This podcast will help you add flexibility, stability, and happiness into your life. Ready? Let's go. Howdy, y'all. I hope you are having an amazing day. This is honestly one of the best episodes I have ever uh, been a part of because I just, I learned so much. And I wanted to use a different word there, but I used, I learned so much about marketing in this space because it's something that's overlooked. In, in this episode, we talk with Michael about post pilot, his brand there. Um, it's so powerful on what you can do to reach more people and get those initial customers to come back and get a repeat purchase as well. So there's so many different things that can help you here. You're going to learn these three things and more in this episode. Number one, how to get customers to come back again and again. It's, uh, it is the backbone of what you need. It is the uh, the last piece that is needed for you to successfully start to scale your business and take you to that next level. You need those repeat customers. Number two, why postcard marketing is so much more powerful than email. And you guys know that we love email. We have so many episodes on email. We talked to a lot of email uh, people. I think one of our last episodes was on how email is dominating and we love it. But this is this is even more powerful than that. I'm so, like I said, I'm so excited about this. And the third thing, how you can drive 20x ROI with your marketing and the strategies that we talked about on this episode. There is so much value here, guys. You are going to want to grab something to take notes with. And what's very, very cool is I will share with you throughout the episode. We have a way for you guys to get stuff for free. So make sure you check out the episode and the show notes for that. All of this and more. Let's get into the episode. All right. Michael, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Awesome. I am uh, I'm super intrigued because I've always heard of this and I actually went to a co-working space event where there was a guy who was pitching an idea like this but not for for e-commerce but more so for like the the local businesses and everybody thinks that like postcards are are dead and I'm on this um notion right now with like a lot of our YouTube videos that we're creating, at least the ones that I'm creating is like everything that everybody said was dead is now the things that we should be paying attention to again, like email, SMS, like everybody thinks that all those things are dead. So I'm very interested to dive deeper into postcard marketing and for you to, to really kind of give us a peek behind the screen, I guess, is this, um, what is this marketing? So maybe you can, you can go off with that first. Like, so what is, in your opinion, what is postcard marketing? Sure. So first, you're right. Things have come really full circle. And I've been in direct-to-consumer and e-com for over 20 years. I'm, I'm, my career is in performance digital marketing. So I'm a proponent of all the traditional channels. But you have to be looking to zig when everybody else is zagging a bit. And um, direct mail is something that we had used successfully in my career at running a lot of eight and nine figure e-commerce brands, but it was it was clunky and it was difficult and it was spreadsheets that were 
being exported and finding a print house. And then you were having to do more spreadsheets to figure out how to calculate ROI on it. Again, being in, in e-com for this long, like it was the, there has to be a better way. We have to make it as easy as email campaigns to send a direct mail campaign. So what we built is effectively Klaviyo for postcards. So if you, if you're familiar with Klaviyo, you understand segmentation, automation, triggered flows. That is how you can use Postpilot now to send a, a personalized direct mail campaign based on user behavior. And that's the key difference. You're not batch and blasting to a zip code uh, or, you know, like local ads where you're you're just covering, you know, everybody in a specific geography to advertise your roofing company or your restaurant or whatever it is. This is built directly for direct-to-consumer brands and e-commerce brands to be able to trigger automated flows and campaigns uh, to your customers the way you would typically do with, with email, but you're reaching the... 80-ish percent of your email list that isn't engaging or opening with your emails. So it's a really effective tool. That's so cool. And so that was kind of one of the things that I saw on your site that I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into. So you say the the Klaviyo of postcards, right, which is amazing, but you guys also have a Klaviyo integration. So walk me through that flow. Like, you know, I just started a clothing store and I'm selling to somebody. How do I use Klaviyo and your guys' company to make this work? Like, how does um, how does Postpilot and Klaviyo like work together to give me a huge ROI? Absolutely. So we have native integrations with both Shopify and Klaviyo, and so you because we're syncing with your Shopify data, we can create segments the same way you'd create them in Klaviyo. So customer purchases product X, uh, has not made another purchase in 30 days, trigger a campaign to offer them an incentive on product Y uh, after 30 days. And you can create those segments in the familiar way you, you would use something like Klaviyo. Or if you've already built those segments in Klaviyo, we can sync with those segments directly. So as soon as somebody enters uh, a, a segment that you've created in Klaviyo, we can trigger a postcard campaign to go out to them as well. So yeah, it's it's not meant to replace your email campaigns. It's meant to uh, en enable you to reach the large majority of your customers that aren't actually opening or engaging with your email campaigns. And it's another touch point uh, in addition to, to your email. Very, okay. Yeah, there's so many different ways to be kind of I guess, powerful with that. And I think something you mentioned earlier, which is really cool is we're not batching out a ton of these. So it's like, it's not like it's unused um, at this point. Um, so you guys have obviously had clients and customers and people, um, I don't know, probably all over the US, probably other, a bunch of other locations, but how, what kind of ROIs are you seeing from this? Like what are, what's kind of like the standard? I know everybody's a little bit different, but um, like, how are you tracking the ROI? And then what, what's kind of like the measurements for that? Sure. So typically we see ROI, like the baseline ROI we want to see with a campaign is typically in the six to 10 X range. So it's, it's significant. Okay. Wow. Uh, a lot of our customers get even significantly higher than that, but like six to 10 is a comfortable range that we're always shooting for. And we don't like to see anything under that. Uh, and that's, that's very common. Um, and it, obviously it depends to an extent on your offer, on the audience, on the brand, but you know we work with a lot of clothing brands, supplement brands, 
um, food and beverage, cosmetics, you know, a wide variety of industries. But, you know, I know you work with a lot of clothing brands. Taylor Stitch is one that just came on uh, the platform, sent a win back uh, or actually a second purchase campaign. So looking to um, to hit new customers with an incentive to come back and make that second purchase that you mentioned uh, mm -hmm. earlier. And, and they see over 20x ROI on that campaign. So far. wow. Um, what's the timeline for it? So they like, for example, like they abandon carts and then like how quickly is it triggered? And then how quickly is it sent to you guys? And then how quickly does it land to the customer? Just roughly, I'm curious on like that. What's that timeline look like for them? Sure. So the, the moment that customer meets your criteria, just like they would immediately populate a Clavio segment, they immediately populate our segment. It's triggered instantly that card is produced and depending on what time of day it is, obviously if it's, you know, late in the evening, it wouldn't go out till the next day, but it goes out either the same day or by the following business day. And it typically takes three to five days to arrive. So again, we have our own production facility. These are one-to-one -one triggered personalized cards. So it's not like we're creating a big batch of them to hit a giant segment all at once. It, these are automated. Uh, and individually personalized. So again, customer meets your criteria. It just went 30 days past their initial purchase. They hit that trigger uh, and we, we send a personalized card to them uh, immediately with an incentive to come back. And then they get that within a few days. Very cool. And then obviously the way that they're tracking this is through their code and like, and then at some point, right, depending on the software, you can actually see that like Jack went from one purchases to two or whatever else. Um, we have two ways of tracking. So okay. again, similar to similar to email tracking or SMS tracking. It's we, we because we're on, we're um, integrated with Shopify. We know when that customer uh, received their card and we know if they went on to make a subsequent purchase. So we can attribute that purchase back to a campaign that we know that they received. Okay. Uh, and then we also track it through the coupon codes, like you mentioned. So if there's a code on the card, whether it's a static code or a single use card, uh, single use code, we, we support them both. And you can attribute that code back to the card that that customer received. And we show the ROI in real time, right in the application. Okay. The, Let's talk about the, I guess there's so many different things I got to go from that. So you guys have like analytics inside of your own software as well that will tell us, or does this data come through Clavio or how do we see the data? It's right in your dashboard when you log into Postpilot. Very cool. Okay. Um, and then for something like this, what size of list do you guys suggest people to have, right? Because I'm thinking like if you have 10 people, you may see an ROI, but it may not be worth it each month to do something or like, does it make sense right out the gate?
Okay, very cool. And then is there like a, is this kind of like self-service? Do you guys have an account rep that like works with you or like if they work with an agency like us, do they just go through the agency? What is the, what does it look like from um, the customer side? Yeah, so we offer kind of full concierge service. We will help with, we have account managers that have seen thousands of these campaigns uh, across every industry and they know what works and they will help ensure that you're set up for success. We even offer uh, free design service. So we have professional design team on staff and they will create the card for you using kind of best practices, fully branded in your kind of, in your style. Uh, and they're, they're really talented. So people are really happy with, with those designs, but we've just found the more we can take off the, the user's plate, the easier it is for them to get started and, and get this tested and the happier they are. So, uh, we, we essentially provide that full service in-house, but we do also work with a lot of agencies like yours where the client says, this is a channel that I'm interested in testing. Uh, and here's my, my development agency or my email agency that kind of does my creative and manages a lot of my marketing campaigns, just coordinate with them and they'll help, you know, define what the segments look like, provide you with any creative assets. And so we work with a lot of agencies that way as well. Where do you see, this is kind of shifting gears here, but I'm just trying to think like, where do you see this taking off? I know the, one of the things on your guys' website, and I just encourage everybody to check that out is the, like, you know, everybody's freaking out about iOS and like, you know, tracking and all of that stuff. And hopefully we found a couple of fixes there, but where do you see like postcard marketing, like advancing with technology, right? So you've taken it from, you know, zero to a hundred in my opinion, but like what's kind of the vision there of like, what's going to be possible in the future? Or if you can share anything like that of like to, um, cause I can't even think like, I'm like, wow, Clavio integration, that's like the next level. We just stop there. But is there anything else that you guys are thinking of to like even take this to that next level? Oh, yeah. We're constantly adding capabilities to the platform. And so um, to your point, we've we've really tried to make it as easy as possible for people that are familiar with e-commerce and direct-to-consumer kind of performance marketing to apply this new channel to fight kind of fight back against the issues that and the headwinds that you mentioned, which is iOS is really impacting people's Facebook performance and, and ability to track uh, and target different audiences. Email open rates are continuing to be pressured because people are just inundated with email that they ignore or delete. Mm-hmm. And so you need this other channel to get in front of more of your best audience. And that is your existing customers. Typically, again, Typically, email open rates for an e-commerce brand are usually in the 20, 25% range, which leaves 75 to 80% of your best audience that's not engaging with your message and you're leaving a lot of money on the table. So that's that's kind of the core value prop. But we also, um, you know, what's the, the exciting stuff that's really coming on the roadmap as well is to move, continue to move up funnel and do retargeting of prospects that have not made purchases on your site. So oh, yeah. uh, there's a lot of new capabilities that are really interesting that we're working on now and will be released. Um, it, hopefully uh, without panicking our development team um, in the next, in the next sometime this quarter where 
you'll be able to target uh, even a lot more of those prospects and people that have demonstrated an interest and intent in your business, but haven't yet made a purchase from you. Hey, so owners, are you ready to grow and scale your online business predictably and profitably? We've created a free 15 minute training that will walk you through the five key areas every online store needs to achieve financial success. You can grab the free training by going to optimizestoreowner.com forward slash ecom dash training or clicking the link below in the podcast description. Again, that is optimizedstoreowner.com forward slash ecom dash training. That's awesome. So like it's kind of goes back to the Clavio of like a browse abandonment or like a something. Okay. That's very powerful. Yeah, see, that's a that's uh that's why you guys are doing what you do. That's that's so powerful. Um and yet for us it's it's just more about how can you diversify like a, marketing obviously still works, but it's just yeah, how do you diversify to something like this and help stand out before, you know, a lot of people think of it. Um and you know, not that you guys who are listening can't think of it or, or do it on your own, right? I'm not saying you don't do that, but um, over time, right, it's still going to be effective. But like right now, it's extremely effective because nobody's really doing anything like it. When when they're sending out postcards, right? Like I always look at everything that's in the mail, and then if it's not personalized to me, I just throw it away anyway. This is going to be personalized, but what kind of designs are you guys seeing? That's like okay, this. I guess two part, what kind of designs are you seeing? And then like, what kind of offers are you seeing to people that are like, okay, this offer makes people take action or like this type of design really helps people take action. Are there any kind of like best practices with that? Yeah, and it's a great question. And I'll, I'll touch on one point that you also mentioned, which is when you take out your mail, you're skimming through it, right? And you're deciding what to do with it. If it's total junk and you don't recognize it, you discard it, but you looked at it first which is more than you can say for even a lot of cold, of cold emails that you're getting yeah. in your inbox. So that's that's kind of one of the interesting aspects of direct mail is that you're at least kind of skimming it. But when you see a, a, um, a card or an offer from a brand that you recognize that you've done business with before that you've shown interest in, you definitely are looking at that card and at mm-hmm. least seeing what the offer is. It doesn't mean that every person's going to act on that offer. Of course not. But it's more that kind of demonstrates the difference between something physical and tangible like a card and email, which you kind of could be deleting or ignoring without even looking at it. Um, And so in terms of best practices, it's use your existing kind of brand color palette and and, um, creative guide. You use your logo. So again, it's instantly recognizable. You see the, you see the logo, you see the colors, and you dynamically personalize it with that customer's name on the card, people are definitely going to look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll definitely see what it is that you're offering them because they recognize it. And and again, it's not an interruption. It's something that they actually perceive as interesting. It's it's a met, physical, um, physical card from a brand that they recognize. Uh, and so beyond that, we typically see, um, again, like, Think of it like an ad. So it should be clean, kind of engaging, something that get, that grabs your attention, kind of bright color or something that resonates with your, your existing color scheme. We are seeing most of our customers use QR codes now. That really made yeah. a big comeback uh, during COVID where, and it's a great tool for a postcard, right? Because people can just whip out their phone, they scan the, the QR code, and it can take you to even a dedicated landing page for that campaign or a special offer or just directly to your site without 
you know, making it really frictionless to do that. Yeah. And other than that, it's typically a compelling offer. So give people a reason to, to come back, a, re- a reason to create some urgency, put an expiration date on it. We can even do dynamic expiration dates. So it sets a, an expiration date, you know, 14 days after they receive the card uh, and give them, uh, create that urgency, give them an incentive to come back and buy. And we see it consistently work really well. That's very cool. I love the idea of being able to dynamically give that deadline because that's the one thing is, uh, you know, if you do, it's like, oh, it's, you know, April 11th now or, you know, April 30th or whatever else. And they're like, okay, it's it expires June 15th. It's like, well, I'll get to it eventually versus, like you said, 14 days. Like by the time that they receive it, it's like, oh, this is coming up soon. I got to make it. I got to do it quickly. Um, and it's it's honestly, I feel like you're merging what was only possible for like billion dollar companies to million dollar companies. And I know that's a big, like I honestly don't like the people like compare the two of them because it's like one has a thousand millions and one is just one. But what you see is like a sunglasses hut or like, uh, you know, Walmart's or the Kroger's of the world's or targets of the world. They send out postcards specific based off of our shopping experiences, but it's just at mass. And it's also, um, it doesn't seem sustainable for like a, a smaller brand and you're bringing that to market, which is what's really cool. And I, I mean, I've taken action on those things and now it's like, okay, it's so much more segmented and possible for a smaller brand to take action with these, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the level of effort required to launch a lot of those campaigns that you talked about from the large brands, it's, it's really hard. It's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of, difficult integrations and again, kind of manual segmentation and then working with these giant kind of brokers and print houses to come up with these campaigns. And that's what we really wanted to solve. We wanted to make it really familiar and accessible to the average direct-to-consumer marketer to come in and be like, "I this feels familiar and comfortable and I can launch a campaign in 15 minutes. Wow. Okay. So that was kind of going to my next question is like, we, it, it sounds one of those things like where it's too good to be true and people are listening on the other end, like, okay, this is a no brainer. Why would I not do this? Like what, um, if you can, I know it's kind of probably difficult to talk about for the company, but I like to be as transparent as possible. What's the biggest part of the people get hung up on, on like whether or not they, they move forward with, um, working with postcards, like, or like sending out postcards and I guess more specifically, I guess with your company, like, uh, with Postpilot, like what are the biggest things they hung up, get hung up on on not moving forward um, with the with the process and sending them out? Sure, I think the one of the biggest hangups was what we what we worked on solving for with our concierge service. It was simply that I'm interested in postcards, but I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do, and I don't have the time to like sit there and figure it all out myself or right. send it to my creative department, have them work up a bunch of mock-ups. It's going to take months to get that back from them because everybody's got a lot on their plate. So that was what we were consistently finding was the biggest kind of obstacle. Like, what do I do next? And how do I build out this campaign, you know, with how do I find the time to actually build the campaign out? And so we solved for that with the concierge service by doing the designs for them and just, and helping with the strategy and getting everything set up. The other thing that we'll typically see is again, the customer is either too small, they just started their business. They've got you know a few hundred customers or 10,000, 20,000, even a hundred thousand dollars in lifetime revenue. 
it, you need to have a little bit better understanding of your, your customer base uh, mm -hmm. to be able to meaningfully segment properly and ensure that you're going to get a good ROI. And then the, the one other thing would be if you have a business that really doesn't lend itself to, to customer retention. So if you're selling like end of the world kits, that's only going <laughs> to happen one time. Like there's no amount of marketing that we're going to get somebody to make a second purchase of that. But right. if you're selling things that that are like supplements or um, cosmetic brands or even clothing brands where you have an assortment of product and they and customers naturally are inclined to come back and buy from your collection. So I bought a I bought you know a shirt. Let's promote these these pants or let's show the new shirt designs that we have for spring or whatever it is. Those are the companies that tend to work consistently really well uh, with with this kind of uh, channel so wow yeah so powerful i was looking at also on the site the does it do you guys see an effectiveness difference between the size um because right there's the normal postcard size and then you guys have like the larger um size the the 6.25 by 11.25 is like i mean it's huge that's the big one are those are those more effective or is that just a like you want to stand out. And so it is more effective that way. Is there any data to kind of back that up? Yeah, it's a great common question. And so our data shows that the size actually doesn't matter a whole lot on the card. It's more a matter of what's the story you want to tell or what's the amount of, I mean, with a six by nine or a six by 11, you could almost have a, like a mini catalog on that. Right, it's yes. Big enough that you could present four or six products on that card. And if you have a bunch of things that you want to introduce to the customer, it makes sense just because you want to be able to to show them more on a single um, on a single card. But in terms of the, the actual effectiveness for somebody who says, I've got a specific offer I want to make my customer, uh, should I make that on a four by six or a six by nine? I would say go, by, go with the four by six. It's the least, it's, uh, less costly. And so you're going to get typically comparable amount of, of sales off of it. And so you're going to get a better ROI on that. Just start there. Okay. Awesome. And then has there been any, like the, the only other thing I can think in my head is like some people are like, because of all the data issues and whatever else are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I've shopped online. I, I purchased and what you're going to eventually where I was like, I haven't purchased, but they sent me something in the mail. Have you gotten any like backlash or people were like they didn't enjoy it i i appreciate it because it's a personalized message and it doesn't really bother me but i can see some people that would be like um how did you get my emailing address and then like now you're sending me something is there any of that backlash or is it really just kind of like a you know an afterthought i guess yeah and and it's of course there's a few people here and there it's just so trivial in terms of the actual number of folks i mean how so there are people that call and call up the company after receiving a catalog and they say to take me off your catalog mailing list. Right. The amount of people that do that relative to the people that like unsubscribe to an email is tiny. So right. of course there's a few folks that do it. We have a way for you to exclude them um, and ensure that they don't show up in any other campaigns going forward, just like an email unsubscribe but you're not subject to the same sort of can spam compliance issues even as email. So from a legal standpoint, you're good. And from a, just a customer experience standpoint, people just 
they just don't perceive these cards as again an interruption or something that is is bothersome to them the same way you do as an ad in your news feed or emails that are cluttering up your inbox okay perfect and that's kind of what i was thinking too is like you know, we're just trying not to uninterrupt the customer experience. We're trying to make it better. And like an email unsubscribe rate that's like, you know, average is like 1%. So I'm I'm guessing this is like 1% of the 1% that makes that happen. So, okay. That's, that's kind of what I was thinking, but also just wanted to ease people's minds with this too, that it's like, they're choosing to pick out what they're doing for their mail, right? They have their mail in their hand. I have stuff right here in, in my hand of mail that I gotta, that I gotta look through. Um, and then at that point, right, I can look very quickly and I can say like, okay, cool. I don't need to go, you know, get this grocery list thing or go get something from the, you know, from the store or whatever, but I'll throw this away or, Ooh, this is actually something that I was going to check out and they gave me a discount. Why would I not go buy? Um, and so that's why I just, I never want to be naive and have blinders on of like, that's the way I experience it. So why doesn't everybody else? But that, that makes total sense. I think you're the way you, you perceive it is, is the most common way of doing it. It's, and to your point, you typically, when you have some a physical card of something from a brand that you know, and it's an incentive to do something, you typically hold on to that card. And that's yeah. why the lifespan of those cards is also so much longer than an email. Even if you look at an email, you typically forgot forget about it almost instantaneously, whereas uh, the card will typically sit on your kitchen counter or your desk or somewhere where it's kind of prompting you to take action and people just remember it and and almost feel compelled to use it differently than they do with any an offer that comes in by email yeah well i was gonna say you just reminded me like i favorited like three emails last week and i'm like oh yeah i need to go back and look at those because i want to read them but i just you know i forgot about it until you mentioned it so um absolutely and i love the complimenting of different things to just return roi like it just makes so much sense for brands um so as we kind of wrap up here, is there anything that I've missed? Like just to, trying to be as much of a student here as possible because I want to I want to tell our clients about it. I want to tell our program members about it. I hope everybody who's listening goes and checks you guys out. But is there anything that we're missing, like a core part of Postpilot that is uh, that we didn't touch on here that would be very helpful that you could hit on? I think you really covered the – you asked great questions and covered the, the main topics. Um, it's – it's easier than you think, and it's more cost effective than you think, typically less than the cost of a click that you're paying for on Facebook. So it's something that's worth testing. And you know, I can drop a link in, in the show notes too for you where we have, a, we have an offer that we'll do like for, for you and your customers and your viewers um, where you can actually test. We'll actually send the, we'll create and send the campaign on our dime because- okay. We know if you qual if your store meets kind of our minimum size requirements, we we've seen enough of these campaigns that we know what works. We'll we'll set it up. We'll let you test into it, and we'll we'll cover the cost of even that send because we know that when you see uh, the performance and the results from it, you'll want to keep sending those campaigns. So I'll drop that that link to you so you can add it to the show notes and yeah, look up the the listeners. Yes. I mean, that is a huge value add. I was getting ready to say, and it's almost one of those things where like sample sell, like, uh, just let me try it. Cause it sounds amazing. So let me just try it. And then I'm like, okay, now we're hooked. Right. And just full transparency. Like how do we, how do we make this happen to, to more people? Cause everybody who's listening and all the people we work with, we want them to be successful. And this is just for me now I'm like excited. I want to send one to myself too. I'm like, Oh, just, I, I want this. It's, I don't know. There's something about touching something tangible. That's like, you know, when we're all into this digital world with things on our phones, it's nice to receive something that's um, physical. Exactly right. Exactly. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Michael. This was amazing. Um, I'm already a huge fan of, of Postpilot. Um, I'm going to talk you up so much in the intro of this. And everybody else, like you said, there will be a link in the description with you guys to go check that out. Um, to make Just go check out the website, see how it can work for your brand. Um, it's so powerful. Uh, and I don't even know necessarily, but I have seen a couple of the, uh, what was it, the case studies that are on here. There's some people, if you're in the e-commerce world, that you will recognize that um, also back this up, which just gives so much trust to this brand. So Michael, thank you so much for your time. It was great to learn more about you and Postpilot and just can't wait to work with you guys in the future. Awesome, Aaron. This is great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. That's a wrap. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram stories at BitBraining and let us know what you thought about this episode. And next, make sure to leave us an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us reach more people and continue to improve the podcast for you. All right, guys, have a great day and we'll talk to you next week.